Hi, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. Uh, it's going to be episode number 21 today, and I have Colleen Heavey as the guest, or as she is going under the name now, Throat Sugar. Colleen is an extremely talented musician. You probably know her work from the band Brass Phantoms, where she played keys and sang. Or if you've ever been to Sabotage here in Dublin City in Fibbers, she's the DJ for Sabotage as well. So we have a very common ground with the type of music that we like. <laughs> Big into the old uh, scene scene when we were younger, and still are. But for today's episode, we will be chatting about her new solo project, uh, Throat Sugar, with the debut single Ascend and how that project came about, what's gone into making it, um, what it's like to be a musician in Ireland, the usual thing that we talk about on this show. When we were recording this episode, Colleen was actually, uh, she'd be DJing in Sabotage that night, so we're more or less recording in a very chilled, almost pre-drinking atmosphere. <laughs> so you might hear a bit of ASMR in the background, I think Mikey even makes an appearance towards the end. But anyway, I hope you've enjoyed the episode, and here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. Okay, I always get, I always fuck this part up as well. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the intro and the outro are the parts that I hate because it's like goodbye and it's like but you're right there but um so the uh so everybody we're uh, who art thou podcast episode number twenty one and we're here with Colin Heavey Hello. of uh, Throat Sugar uh, how are you I'm great thank, thank you so much, much. For, oh, well, thank you so much for coming <laughs> it's on great it's great to see, see you again Tara <laughs> we're really yes. good friends not many people mm. <laughs> yes <laughs> there'll be no awkwardness for this all the no, whole never. way through so uh like i guess the first question the kind of generic question i always ask an artist is how did you get into music <laughs> um how long do we have uh well it's up to you <laughs> keep it short keep it short um, i mean i guess i was relatively old i was like maybe like 13 or 14 i started singing in my school choir loved that and then i started to get into kind of metal music i don't know how that happened there was no was metal the first one was it yeah oh okay. i did like my parents the only music my parents listened to was irish trad and dixie chicks that's what i was brought I up love on the dixie chicks i love dixie chicks too right <laughs> traveling soldier um but yeah so i really no exposure to anything but then i kind of came across metal when i was like on the bevo myspace sort of yes, thing. yes 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 12 year old me was pretty into that was and then, black veil brides was the first one or i'm trying to think who was the i love this band called a skylight drive i don't even oh know. i remember skylight yeah skylight drive were good yeah, yeah and enter shikari 12, when, 12 from me was obsessed. enter shikari were fantastic i remember getting um what was it i didn't i actually didn't like sorry you're not a winner and it kept getting played on <laughs> kerrang and then the album after that came out um which had uh, the argument with thermometers one. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. one with a big triangle on it. Like every electronic band has to have a triangle on their cover. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that album, I was like, fuck, yeah, no. Oh, that blew my mind. It was like so influential. And like, you know, I was, when I was 12, I was years away from puberty and about four foot nothing. And I was just there like a little metalhead. At the gigs? Yeah. <laughs> Which, um, sadly not, sadly. but you know, <laughs> wasn't quite allowed. Were your parents okay with it? Because mine weren't at all when I no. started listening to it. <laughs> no, no, they were definitely not okay with yeah. it. But you know, they here we are now so it's all right <laughs> so like how did that progress into actually becoming to start playing live then well like i said i was with my my just my school choir um for several years and then my my choir teacher was also a singing teacher so i'd singing lessons for a couple of years and then after that i just picked up a few instruments by myself then i went to college shout out bim what's mm. up um, and yeah then there i started getting into electronic music and i basically stopped playing instruments and just play I don't know, just playing the yeah. laptop count i don't know 
Um, and yeah, that's kind of what. I was actually listening to Man So Bad on the way over. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> I mean, well, well, you, well, can I give you some um, insider info that no one knows? Yeah, go on. It's going to be re-released. No way. Yeah, but I've never said that out loud before. So, so. should we edit this part out then? No, you can leave it in. Okay. <laughs> as an exclusive. Yeah, oh, yeah. fantastic. Oh, cool. Who art thou exclusive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was, because I was, I was looking, I was like, because I know Brass Phantoms, obviously, which we will talk about, and then obviously the new single Ascend. But then I was just like, and then I, I was, I looked up your name because what I always do when I have a guest on, um, spoiler, is that I go through every interview that you've done just to make sure that I don't start asking you the same question you've been asked a hundred <laughs> times. Okay. And then the first thing that came up was the Spotify for Man Sabat. I was like, what is this? And and then I was just like, oh, okay. And I didn't the uh, artwork for it as well. I was like, is this her? And then I was like, Bim. I was like, this is her. <laughs> yeah, Bim used to do um, compilation albums of their students. They don't do any more for some reason, but when I was in third or fourth year, I don't know. 2017 um, was when it was released. Oh my gosh, that would have been my final year then. Yeah, so I would have been, yeah, my final year of Bim. Jesus. Um, yeah, so they released it on that. Now they stopped doing them since, um, and I have gotten onto them and asked, can we like remove that so I can re-release it, but I haven't heard back yet. So <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's listening, you know. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have mentioned <laughs> you'll call it the demo version then there'll be the, 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 yeah, exactly, the remastered the yeah um, so then like how did Brass Phantoms come about um, well the lads have been together for if I had to guess like 10 or 11 years yeah and then I kind of I met James who's one of the guitarists in college so he went to BIM the other three lads didn't um, so me and James just became friends in the common room so we would just sit around and do nothing we had no classes together and then I was like do you want to go to the pub? Like this random straight. He was like, yeah. So we sat in the pub for nine hours. Like no joke. We got there midday and sat Nine there. hours? Yeah. And then of course- <laughs> Successful what, day. Oh yeah. By the end of it, we were best friends. And then he asked me to come along and do backing vocals. Um, and yeah, like a year later, we were in New York together. The five yeah, of us. Yeah, fuck, I remember that. Yeah, I went to UK. I went yeah, yeah. Tour with Della Rentos. Shout out also. Yes. <laughs> Big shout out. Mm. Fuck me. Yeah, no, I, Brass Hunters had a, like, it was just, oh. I remember seeing the New York thing. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super grateful. Those guys are like my brothers. It's, it's funny. Yeah. Like, I remember like I hung around with Greg quite a bit, but like Ryan would come out with us. And I'd bump into Ryan like once or twice. And he, I don't think he knows this, but I wasn't aware that he was the singer for the band for ages. And I mean like ages. And then we, I was watching, they did have like an acoustic set in, um, actually just down the road. Um, Crowbar? Button Factory. No. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then I saw Ryan saying, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? And now I was like, Barra, seriously, you've known the guy for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan has the most incredible voice. And his voice, I think, doesn't match the way he speaks. They're quite different. No, it doesn't. So that's why I was so surprised. Like, and I was just like, holy shit. Cause I was like, been listening to Brass Phantoms. And then I remember I, the funny thing was I definitely saw them. Uh, they had a show with Monkey, I think, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I would have seen. I don't know how it escaped me, but I remember being told I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, we're sister bands. We've always said sister bands. Sister bands. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Monkey and Brass Band. They're just Brass Monkey. Brass Monkey. Yeah, that's what we've always been. What are you drinking? Beastie Boys song. <laughs> Desperados. Thank you very much for offering it to no me. No problem. I'm drinking that as well. And I'll be on the car packy later. Can we do some like glass ASMR? We can actually. Yeah. Oh, I would just do the. Oh yeah. There. <laughs> that's gonna have you. Let's do. Let's do a quieter, right? That's that was better. Yeah, that's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll cut that one out. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, but then Brass Phantoms, and then, because um, you were showing me, the last time I was over, actually, you were showing me Ascend before it was, I think it was Ascend, wasn't it? Yeah. So, like, when did you think, like, oh, you know, I can actually start going solo? Like, what, like, and how different was it from making songs with the band to doing it solo? Because I would imagine it'd be quite daunting at the very beginning. Yeah, really daunting. Yeah. Really intense. Um, it was scary as well. I just, I've, always tried to kind of I guess hide behind people and stuff and I never I never I was all before I went to college and everything I was always a singer when I was a teenager but then once I kind of left school I was like oh, I don't want to really be the front woman it's not really my thing 
Um, I guess because I started working in BIM now. I yeah. think you know yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have, I take mostly first years. Um, and they're at this point, like, you know, most of them are solo artists. I haven't met any new bandmates yet. Mm. And they're all just so incredible. And they're, and they're releasing singles and doing, and they're only, you know, these, these guys are like 18, 19, 20 and they're amazing. And yeah. to me, I was like, what excuse do I have? Like, these guys are incredible. And I'm here, like, <laughs> you know, I know all the people, I have resources. Why don't I go for it? So they inspired me. Again, shout out if you're listening. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So many shout outs by the end of this. Pretty much, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a big thing that inspired me. I was like, well, I've nothing to lose. And Ascend, I actually recorded years ago with Mick Heffernan. Um, oh, okay. Who's an amazing producer. Um, also recorded Man So Bad with him. Um, oh nice yeah and he's he's amazing super creative um he just knows what to do with vocals because it's a big thing for me i'm real picky about you know vocal mixing um and yeah he was incredible so i had all the stems for that just sitting in a drive i was like this i, I never released it I was just sitting i was like so yeah i decided Why did so many artists do that i don't know <laughs> You find so out? many artists do that like I, I get like I remember there was a friend of mine I won't say because he wants to release the stuff but he's like I've been sitting on this song for like four years and I, or actually it's been longer and I was like just fucking get in the studio and just release and he goes oh, I don't think it's ready yet and I was like you've been sitting on it for so long yeah yeah it <laughs> is. it's a great song because it is a, it's obviously a nerves thing like it, it's probably daunting yeah. as well actually just with the uh, student thing you're mentioning as well I, I know similar to what that is because I had a there's a my mum's cousin is a graphic designer over in Germany Class. and she and he, he had a student that was uh, one of his students that was doing an Erasmus in NCAD and she was like 19 or whatever and he goes do you mind you know helping her out if she needs anything I was like oh of course she doesn't know anybody and then I had a look at her graphic design work and I was like she's better than me <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, like, <laughs> every day working in BIM, I'm like, they are all better than me. Every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, and I've been like working professionally as a designer for like 10 years now. Yeah. And I'm just like, she's way better than me. Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Like, it's unbelievable that the talent in, I mean, we're probably going to end up talking about like music in Ireland and everything. But mm. the talent in Ireland and obviously in Dublin That's is just ridiculous yeah. amongst young people. Like, Yeah. But even like in amongst the older, like we will talk about it later. Like there's so many bands that I know that are just like, why aren't they fucking enormous? Particularly mm. metal bands. Oh, yeah. I think Ireland is one of the best metal scenes going locally totally agree. at the moment. Totally agree. And uh, like really sludgy, dark shit. We um, love sludgy, dark yeah, shit. I love sludgy, dark shit. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, sludgy, dark, sludgy dark shit. I'm going to message, I'm going to message Zora and just go refer to your band as sludgy, dark shit and see what they think. Um, but yeah, it's nuts. But, uh, so like, yeah, you're, so like, um, you're sitting on all these songs. Like, why was Ascend the one that you're like, okay, here's the here's the one? I guess out of all the songs I had written, that one had every version I'd ever made of it. So every demo when I had performed it live, like just for friends, or whatever, that was the one that people were like, that's that's a single, that's yeah, yeah. a hit, you know? So for me, it was like, I knew that I'd already gotten good feedback. So it was like, okay, you know, I'm terrified, but this one I feel the most safe with. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's really it. I was, I'm, all, I'm terrified about, you know, negative feedback, which is no, no oh, need I to be. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and if I'm, I'm at a point now, I feel like where if someone gave me negative feedback, I'd be like, cool, yeah, thanks yeah. for your opinion. Like, I'll take it on board. Yeah. But I don't know, like previous to, I guess, the last year or so, I was just too scared of anyone saying anything bad, which, you know. But that's to be expected, though. Like, nobody wants to hear bad stuff, especially when it's a personal thing as well. <laughs> It's Fuck you worst. and your shit song. Yeah, it's, the, it's the worst. Like, or yeah, like I, I, I've had. Um, I remember I was doing posters for, for um, what you call it a, they were a booking agent, and I was doing the posters for them, and I sent over all these posters, and they were like, "This is great," and I was like, "Oh, cool," and they never said anything bad, and then the first time they were like, "Bar, come on, this one's a bit shit," I was just like, "Oh," and it hurts so much, and they were just like, 
no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. Like you can edit, it. you can just change a few things and be fine. But they did, but they, they were. It's just hearing it. You're like, oh, oh. It's, it's very, it's hard not to take yeah, it personally. But, but then you get, yeah. you get used to it. Like I normally, so when I do a thing now, I send over three designs. Hmm. Um, I don't do that anymore because it's very costly. But but I eventually started sending over three, and then people are like, you don't need to send three because two of them were always shit and there was one that was the that was the one that you should have sent over in the first place what's your favorite artwork you've ever done Ooh, ooh! i really like the one that i did for uh, alien for jenna um i really like that one obviously doing the ep for monkey was great oh i'm trying to think peace will come by for state lights was great i really mm-hmm. like that one that was one of the earliest ones that i did where it was, I everybody was song. like oh yeah it was a great song shasby's new stuff is great as well it's fantastic yeah. as well and then oh no i know what my favorite is it's jungle by for uh, somebody's child is easily yes. my favorite yeah, yeah, easily yeah. my favorite and the annoying thing about that one was I originally sent it to him I was like don't put shouldn't put a, a text on it just leave it as it is and he was like no because he was trying to get himself out there so he was like we need the title on it but then I met Keen like three years later and he was like well I'm, he's a friend of mine I meet him all the time but three years later he was like yeah I agree we should never put the text on it and I was like I told you <laughs> but Alien I think the most recent one that I did I really love that one because it was one of these it was one of those ones where Jen kind of gives me free reign. She kind of goes, this is the idea and just kind of just go with it. And I really went with it. And then and at the end, it was like nothing like I'd done before. So when it came out at the end, it was like, oh, great. And then she loved it as well. So it was, yeah. That definitely helps, you know. Oh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the point, like it with, this is an episode for you, by the way. But one of the things that I have with a designer, <laughs> like as a designer, when somebody gives you something, they have the idea. My mind tends to go, just give me free reign. Come on, give me yeah, free yeah, reign. Yeah, of course. But it's actually some, it's, a lot of the time is much better than having a direction because I remember doing a song about I got one and I thought it was a summer song so I did like a thing of an ice cream uh, melting or something like that and the guy was like uh, Barr this song's actually about finding Christ so um, I was like I don't know where you got the ice cream thing from and I was like okay I'll, I'll start from scratch again because so like, <laughs> he did he's like just do whatever you want just do whatever oh, you want I'll send you the lyrics just do right. you want and for whatever bizarre reason I got that it was about ice cream or summer or something like that I mean and then what in the final design did you incorporate the ice cream or did you scrap it I think they scrapped the single so nothing oh, was never ever mind, d- nothing was done yeah <laughs> anyway back to you <laughs> I guess you had to I'm happy to keep talking about you yeah. I don't mind <laughs> well nobody ever asked me a question no it's, anyway um, where actually so I already know the, t- the story but where did the, the name Throat Sugar come about because I love this story <laughs> so basically I knew I wanted so I have this thing about names Okay. And um, so I am childless and I have no plan on having a child soon. None of my mm. friends have children. However, I'm obsessed with names and their origins and naming children yeah. and naming things, right? Um, so that has just translated into when I had to give myself a name. Now, my um, birth name, which is Colleen Heavey, the name I go by every day, yeah. um, it doesn't really have the star quality ring Ooh, that I'm going for. Impro- oh, hello. Unprof- are you busy? Unprofessional. <laughs> That's all right. That's the second. I did that with the last one as well. Is it Tinder? Took that Hello. over. Hello. It's not Tinder, unfortunately. It's Grinder. Oh. But um. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. No, no judgment. Um. Yeah. So I. Yeah. I was kind of thinking. Right. I. I don't want to use my like my birth name, my legal name, because I just for me it's like. I don't know, my name I think is a bit of a mouthful. It's quite like, it's hard to spell, that's a big thing. Mm. If you type my surname, if you type my full name into Google, as, as far as I remember anyway, well, when I was a child, if you did, you'd get, um, there was a band called The Heavy and they yes. had a song, you Google my name? Okay, great, yeah. you know. <laughs> you, yeah, so you know, you get a band called The Heavy you who have great. a song called Colleen. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. I was just saying, it's called, you know, yeah. my name. Um, but yeah, so my name is H-E-A-V-E-Y, but yeah. obviously it's one letter off Heavy. So my name is commonly misspelled. And I was like, you know what? That just comes with too much baggage in your name. <laughs> so I started using a random word generator. Now I knew I wanted a noun mm. and I wanted something kind of descriptive. And then I was using a load of um, 
random word generators. I came up with some good ones that I won't say because we're thinking of making them um, the names of future releases potentially. So oh, that's a are. great idea. Yeah, so yes. it's a secret. I'm not going to say what they are. But um, throat sugar was one that, a combination of two words. And I was like, I like how I can like, it reminds me of like, you know, when you, um like right now I'm drinking Desperados and my mouth feels kind of like just sticky because it's so sugary and yeah. gross. I got the pop kind of things. You know, the things that the things are rattled. Yes, yeah, throat, yeah, that's, yeah. What that's what it's like, yeah. pop rocks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels horrible. And, yeah, it's yeah. nasty. Yeah, it's nasty, yeah. <laughs> but I put it, I have um, a group chat with three guys I did my um, master's with. Um, they're Ed, Matt and Patty. Shout out. Our, uh, our group chat is called Step On Me because we are making jokes like Step On Me, Mommy, you know? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> you're like, I have no idea what you're talking nope. about. <laughs> I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> but I put the list of options in that group and um, Throat Sugar was one of them. And one of the lads, Ed, he replied saying, Throat Sugar is vile. And I was like, that's the one. Perfect. I love one, it. Because they were like, it's it's disgusting. I hate it. I was like, cool, I'm picking that one. It is a terrible feeling though. It sounds like phlegm. <laughs> yeah. Like imagine like, like it's like honey stuck in your throat, like goopy, phlegmy honey, you know? Yeah, but it suits like, because you... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, but it does. It does suit because, like, it, 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 not with the goopy gle- uh, phlegm thing, but like, you. It's kind of like it's electropop, but it's not like super kind of you know. It's not tardy. You know what I mean? It's mm. like it's it. There's kind of something ethereal and dark kind of to it. So it, I like. I think the name suits really, really well. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad. So glad you think that. <laughs> Why? There's no. There's not other people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, some obviously some people think it's gross, which it, that's what I was going for though. When when he said it was gross, I was like, or when it's it's vile, I was like, right, that's. You should one. see some name for some metal bands. And see what <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think we can say them on here. No, we can. It's an adult podcast, like. Okay. I remember the, there was one. There was one which is, a, I think, it's the most disgusting name for a band, on, which is it. Dying Fetus. And <laughs> yeah. there was a meme when I went to download because they were on the, they were on the lineup that they should play the Sunday morning, and I was and I and like I was just, so I, I wasn't aware that you know that's actually what was happening. So you go to main stage. It's Sunday. Download's a five day long festival, and it's a complete drinking festival. Mm-hmm. You're drunk the whole time you're there. At least I was anyway. So me and my girlfriend at the time, we get through the gate and all you can hear is, you know, the and just like, and just this huge banner with dying fetus on it with like, <laughs> I think that they had like artwork of like a guy getting curb stomped or some, something horrific as well. And like you're walking through and there's there's parents there with kids on their shoulders and the kids oh, are yeah. going like, oh, what's that? And it's like, it's none of your business. I'm going to be, I'm going to be one of those parents. I think you are as well. Probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. The worst was, I remember what we were, uh, we were really knackered on one of the nights and we were, we were watching um, Steel Panther from the kids zone. And we were just sitting there and I was like, this is the weirdest band for for, for um, adults to be watching this with their kids because the kids are like five or six. So hang on, rewind. What's the kids zone at Download? There's like a, there's a zone, there's like a quiet zone at Download where you can watch the main stage with kids. So you don't have to go near, near any mosh pits or something. I don't even, you're not, a, I don't think you're, there's no rules, but like nobody's smoking there. There's barely yeah. anybody. Drink. It's really nice. But so that's where we were like, we're going to have our chicken wings and watch this. Of course. But um like Steel Panther are one of those bands that are just disgusting likes on their lives. So they're like, hey man, there's that girl from last year that I, the, the last time I was here. And they're like, oh yeah, what did she do? And he goes, oh man. He's like, I fucked her so hard. And, and you're just like, oh God. And he goes, and he goes, man, her vag was huge. He goes, I could barely, he goes, I could barely get my arm in it. And you're like, oh my God. And you can see all these kids kind of like, they're all, you know, playing around and then suddenly they stop and go, what is he talking about? And the parents are just like, okay, we're going somewhere else. And they say romance is dead. <laughs> and they do. They yeah. yes. <laughs> Don't know how we got onto that, but yeah. it's like a weird turn. I mean, yeah, there's um, you know, Infant Annihilator, similar energy. Oh, Infant Annihilator, yeah. In terms of band name. Well, the one yeah. that I really like is Full of Hell, and I absolutely love them. But I come down and stare, and I, I have a T-shirt of them. I think it's like a demon, like on top of a burning church. And my dad's like super, super, super Catholic, like super doing a master's in theology at the moment. Is he going um, to be a priest? Can he be a priest? How's no, he can't be a priest because he's married. 
Oh, well, yeah. But if Mom dies, he can become a priest. <laughs> that's that's how that works. Uh, like, what is it? Just for fun to do the masters? Or like, what's f- no? I think he like because he runs a he runs a Catholic radio station, um, and like he set up a center for like um, uh, women crisis center and all that kind of character. Like, he's a good dude, but he just he's also. Uh, very staunch in his beliefs, to say the least. So like, we respect that. That's yes, okay. but he like he just sees me. He's like full of hell. He goes like, "What? Like why?" And I'm just like, "It's a cool name for a band." And I was I was rational. Hail Satan, Dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I always rationalize it as um as like it's like horror films. It's like I just I really like horror films. Metal mm. for me that that style of metal is just kind of the theatrics of it. The mm. all the stuff. It's just basically horror in your ears. And he goes, "That sounds terrible," because he like like he likes the cars and all that kind of carry on and um the squeeze all those type of bands so he does like anything metal comes on he's like Ugh. <laughs> Satan <laughs> he used to I used to have Martin Manson records I don't listen to them anymore um, he's not really a cool person to talk about anymore either oh, yeah. Gosh, about that. <laughs> but uh, he used to come up and turn it off and then go back down the stairs and yeah. then I would just put it on again and he would come up and just take the CD out and then because you get this back in a week <laughs> that's the that's the household I was from <laughs> one time my um, I only don't mind me saying this um, when I was 18 my friends pulled together and got me a bass guitar for my birthday oh nice and my mom it's a lovely present it's such a nice really yeah. nice I still have it but uh, my mom uh, afterwards she was just like are you a lesbian I was like excuse me <laughs> what because I've already played guitar and stuff I was like oh no it's like and she was being completely serious what a weird jump to make bizarre yeah and also my sister my sister's gay and they're like yeah whatever they didn't care but I was like what a weird like jump to make in what like is, is there a correlation I don't think there is <laughs> I wouldn't yeah, have that's so actually anyway. a, that is that's a good. Where is the correlation between female know. and bass? Yeah, I'm thinking of. I mean, the, I think of the B B to B, whatever it is. She plays bass, but that's the only thing that comes into my head. But the only correlation of, with women and bass is that they're always named Kim, you know, Pixies and everything. Oh, actually, oh wow. There's like that's a, the only correlation. That is a I know thing, of. actually, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, she meant it. She didn't mean to be like because all the Sony or anything. You yeah. know, my mom's pretty cool, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think so. You know. <laughs> Do you want to try grab another Desperados? No, work away. Cool. Do you want uh, no, I have a beer here. Thank you very much. Do you much. want, will we pause that and just do a sound check and just see if it's okay? Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. that's not a bad idea. Cool. <laughs> no, I mean, I think when, you, yeah, you brought your own, I was like, when, as soon as you said that you would come over here, I was like, let's use this, like, it's the handiest thing. I oh, mean, yes. this is idiot proof, this microphone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I need to get one of these myself because, like, there's nothing worse than when you're setting up the podcast and you have to go, like, I don't have the money for a microphone at the moment. I'm working on it. Do you have one? That? <laughs> That's how it is. It was easy when it was on Zoom, but now what we're doing in person is like, we have to, I have to start getting a microphone. And, like, poor George, who was on in the last week, uh, had to, br- he came over to my house, you know, with the big microphone stand and all that. And I was just, like, having to bring that the whole way on the bus and everything. It's a pain in the hole. Yeah. But um, we were on uh, your mom thinking that you were gay because you played bass. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not gay. Uh, but, and also, I don't really play bass. So, you know, that's <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe, maybe. there's a correlation. Maybe there is a correlation. <laughs> you know, maybe straight people don't play bass. Maybe. I play bass. Well, I used to play bass. I used to play like shitty punk songs. Then I went back to it. Went back to it over COVID. Not shitty punk songs. I mean like, you know, like Sid Vicious basically playing mm-hmm. bass, which, oh, yeah. which is like two notes, I think. <laughs> I think I can play one song on bass and, and it's here, um, here Comes Your Man, Pixies. Oh yeah, here comes. Yeah, yeah. here comes your man, or here goes, here goes your man. Here comes. Oh my god, I don't. I do know the song as well. I have those fucking albums at home. But uh, no, I was I played played bass. For, Zach actually taught me how to play bass, like very but very simple stuff. And then over COVID, Zach, I was just which like, Zach? Zach Stevenson, of course, the best um, Zach. Yeah, 
the, yeah, the, the best. Dublin's fine is Zach. Yeah. The best one. Do you know what he actually, he probably said, I'm going to say it all, I'm going to say it now on the show. Um, it took him three months to listen to the Beastie Boys. I've been pestering on him and now he won't stop listening to him. He's like, there you go. I fucking told you. Oh, nothing better. Well, sure. Um, we, we were going to, you said that you would ask me about DJing. The yes, I will that, be asking you about DJing. Just yes. for everyone listening at home, you're wearing a Beastie Boys t-shirt. Yes, I am. But the night that I DJ at is called Sabotage. Yes. After, of course. Is that a, is it actually after yeah. Beastie Boys? Well, oh, I will way. say it's you know Cancer Bats did an amazing amazing cover. cover. It's very it. solid cover as well, and the video is it's, hilarious it's as well. It's a filthy cover. Yeah, it is just. Have you ever seen them live? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, They've actually been at festivals. I've been at. Oh, they're them. amazing live. Anyway, sorry, apologies. Yeah, so yeah, DJing sabotage. So no, I've skipped way ahead. So oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> look at your notes because I think we're totally lost. All oh, right, okay. No, well, I don't. No, my next is uh, Mick Heffernan. Heffernan. Yes. Uh, how did you? How did that end? Because you said I didn't realize that you actually worked with them before this. I thought he did this single that's out now. Like I said, oh, actually, no. I, well, we talk about. I have another question about the single. I'm getting. I'm getting myself <laughs> lost. But yeah, how did that come about? So you're working with them before. Yeah. So I, I hate to repeat myself, but like as in. We so we you had mentioned a song called Man So Bad, yes. which is a song I wrote and is um on the internet, but not for very long because it's could be fucking scrubbed, lads. We're gonna scrub it off the internet, so you know you've got like a week to listen to it. Um, yeah, so that song was on the internet and that was recorded with Bim album because Bim used to do a compilation album yeah. to students. Um, so what you would do is when I was like I said, it doesn't happen anymore, but when I was in Bim, you would um send in a song. They get hundreds of songs and then they pick a few, whatever. I and they would like twenty on it. Yeah, There's something a like few that. On it's it, a, yeah. yeah, it's an album, so yeah. whatever, yeah, whatever an album length would be. Um, so and they tried, to, they would try to get a wide variety. So I, I, from what I remember, I'd written the song um, for an assignment in college. Mm. I remember writing it so it would sound like Little Mix, you know, Little Mix. Yes, I do know Little we Mix. We love Little Mix here, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> don't talk shit about Little Mix. I'm not gonna say anything about we Little, Mix. Little Mix. I'm not gonna say anything about Little Mix. Don't worry. <laughs> so I'd written this song called "Man So Bad" because um, I was in my like. Well, in like I don't know I was probably in some kind of lovesick angsty phase who knows um, so yeah but the producer that they had all of the the people who were chosen to work with was Mick Heffernan so I just got a day in the studio with him and we got on so well and I think fucking I, hell that's a nice producer to get to work with I know right and I, from what I remember I think I was the only person who was in by themselves because everyone else had like an instrument or had a band or had something that was just more than just them and Mick oh so you were just you and your laptop almost, was me, it? yeah so what I did was he asked, asked me to go to a studio for pre-production so I brought my laptop and I sent him over all the stems that I had um, on Logic, of course, because we know and love Logic. Um, logic supremacy. And um, just for everyone listening at home, once again, Barry uses Audition, which isn't as good as Logic, but it's all right. Um, <laughs> it does the job. <laughs> it works for podcasts. Right? Um, yeah, so I, I gave him all my stems and we hung out for like an hour or so. And then the next day I went um, into BIM, to BIM Studio to record. Mm. And yeah, we were there for like 11 or so hours, 10 or 11 hours, and we got on really well. Just straight? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he was super, he was just so, like, super helpful. Like, he just knew what to do, um, was like both creative as well as like did what I wanted him to do. So yeah. he would contribute, but also be like, right, tell me what sound you want. Um, and yeah, because obviously, naturally, it's an electronic song. So the version I had made um, as a demo and sent in had a lot of that, was pretty much semi completed, like, obviously a bit rough around mm. the edges, but was semi completed. So he used pretty much all my tracks that I had made he added more tracks and just we redid the vocals that was all we did and it was just he just went ham on it like he really just put in so much work um and yeah then um a couple of years later then i wrote um ascent which is out now um and yeah i was like literally nobody else that i want to work with there are some amazing producers out there who i'd like to work with in the future yeah don't but say you don't time, want to work with anybody else. no i do don't worry There's, i won't name i won't name names but i won't drop names shall we say but uh, there are people i'd love to work with but yeah no there was no one else i wanted to go to at that point i was like mick is the man and uh yeah and he was also super encouraging um 
when I was recording it. He also was one of the people that said you should release this. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. as opposed and to- if it's coming from him, like, yeah, because I was going through his portfolio today and I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy is ridiculous. He is. And he puts in like, it would be so easy for him to just kind of, you know, he would rather stay an extra four hours to make minor adjustments than just leave it as it is. Do you know what I mean? He oh, really just... That, yeah. Yeah, so which is different to because I've I've obviously like I know people who are in bands and stuff and they meet producers and basically they just want to get them in the room and then as soon as their time's up they're like you're gone um, yeah pay me another two grand for three days do you know that kind yeah, of thing yeah definitely no it, it's so real and like yeah Nick is so great he's so like you know he's and you know there's never a thing I was always scared of you know bringing studio bringing stuff to the studio is very intimidating I'd say it is you, know? you see that feckin' board that's like the whole length of the wall it's terrifying <laughs> like, but yeah I've never never at any point was Mick was always like yeah just do your thing whatever like and he was never yeah I was like oh he knows so much more than me which he does but I didn't like he didn't pretend it like pretend like he did yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know it was just a great experience and I had um, as a teenager um, I went to a studio it was a gift from someone that they brought me to you studio. get nice gifts from your friends like I got cans of beer that's it <laughs> this is when I was a teenager <laughs> No, when I was like 17 or so, I had a boyfriend who got me a gift of like, I think like a half a day in a studio. Oh, wow. Which is a really, really yeah, thoughtful a lovely, gift. Yeah. yeah, it was a lovely gift. Um, but yeah, we went in and the guy who was recording us, who will remain unnamed, obviously, he uh, was just, um, I said how I didn't know how to do X, Y, or Z. I was 17 years old, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, and he just went, <sighs> like he just kept laughing under his breath at me. And I was like, I am so traumatized and embarrassed. It was awful. And then like... There was just so many things. That's where... terrible. And by the way, you see a seventeen-year-old, you know, in a, in in any like, never mind if it's a girl or a boy, a seventeen-year-old just in general, mm. who's probably going in for the very first time, shy and to kind of go, oof. He just kept laughing at me, You're a dickhead. And I'm like, mate, like, what are you at? Like, and he was relatively young himself, like, but he was probably like in his early twenties. But looking back, I'm like, the cheek him, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I work with you know teenagers and people kind of like eighteen to twenty-one that age all the time. And I would never dream of laughing. That's what puts people off. Fucking get like getting like yeah. to 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 branch out creatively mm. on your own. Cre- we'll skip past that. Um, <laughs> is is extremely difficult. Mm. Like to put out mm. stuff. Like I, it's it's not the same because it's not it's it's not you know I don't have a personal connection to it. But when I'm putting out artwork for people, I always get fucking freaked out. Even now, the idea like and never mind when I was like sixteen or seventeen, mm. the idea to go in shy and nervous and kind of very vulnerable for somebody to laugh at. oh my god you wonder why people kind of give up on trying to become a musician oh, stop, and artist yeah. uh and it was this kind of a thing where thankfully i was kind of, i i was oh god looking back i'm so glad i did like i thankfully kind of knew he was being rude but like i think had it been like maybe a year younger or at a different place i think it would have been like okay i suck i'm never pursuing music ever again mm. now he did it wasn't like he laughed when i sang but if i asked a question he would laugh I'm like, mate, what That's do you want? Like, worse. <laughs> oh, and look, looking back, God, I think I had the tracks there. I, I listened back to the tracks a couple of years ago. I just did some covers. And they weren't, let me say, they weren't produced very well. He didn't do that good of a job. Just saying, just saying. I remember the only time that I've ever been in a recording studio um, was this guy who was, I won't name him, and I won't name the band that I was with either, but um, your man was like, uh, he was very serious. Now, he was very good at what he did, but he was very serious. And uh, one of the one of the lead singers was recording vocals and he goes, all right, if we can just get that again. He goes, because someone keeps laughing. And I, I, just, I, just, <laughs> I was like, is that me? And everybody in the room was like, yes, it's you. You fucking cackling like a hyena in the background while we're trying to record vocals. So why were you laughing? <laughs> I, I was playing, I think one of the, the band that was with one of the members, me and him were playing slaps. So we were kind of just I mean, like... You have somebody who's trying to record vocals for a very serious song and then all yeah. you hear is just, ha! <laughs> in the background. <laughs> yeah, if I was recording you, I'd yeah, kick you the fuck out. would be very annoyed, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I left after about a half an hour after that. <laughs> That's reasonable. Yeah, reasonable request if you're, you know, laughing like a hyena while it's you're trying to record. Very funny though. I just because you know you have you know the microphone that you can hear around mm-hmm. this, the thing. He goes, he goes, can we get that again from the top? Because someone keeps <laughs> laughing. Someone <laughs> wonder who it is. <laughs> of course, it's fucking Barra in the corner, <laughs> like a gremlin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of um, someone keeps laughing and whatever, uh, right now we are in the lovely area of Dublin 8. Yes. Which is, you know, great to be here. We're in my humble abode, my extremely humble abode, yes. my little flat in Dublin 8. <laughs> um, we have all the windows and all the doors closed, yet it is still so loud outside. Like, oh, it's crazy loud outside, yeah. A huge amount of noise. There's a shutter that went off and it scared me. I was like, what the hell was that? Hey, you jumped and all. <laughs> it's, I will say, it's actually, it's relatively quiet today. There's normally people really. Just, screaming outside oh wow I can only imagine at like 12 o'clock in Temple Bar you, yeah. like we don't sleep ever we, we both sleep with our airpods in like because oh, you can't it's shocking and um, there's one lad that was um, living nearby a while ago and I used to call him inkjet you know those inkjet printers yeah because he used to shout up to the hotel nearby us looking for someone and I don't know what the person's name was but it sounded like he was saying inkjet <laughs> go inkjet inkjet and he was like he did this low high thing inkjet and he would do this. You should have sampled him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to. It was too far away. Um, but yeah, he just wouldn't. So yeah, like Inkjet Man has been around a good bit. Um, there's also a guy that we call Lungs McGee because he just, he coughs, but it's not just coughing. Like he's standing outside and he's not, he's trying to be loud. There's no way this is a natural, natural human cough. Yeah. It's like his lungs are about to fall out of his mouth. So Lungs McGee, Inkjet, there's a few others around. Ask Mikey, he'll know exactly who I'm talking about. We had a guy in uh, school who used to do this uh, sneeze. I won't name him, but geez, it like you'd swear a missile went off in the back, and it'd be like this, ah, and then boom, and and like, like uh, he was practicing his metal screams, almost, yeah. But it was and it was so loud, and like teachers would get so annoyed, and they'd just be like, "There's no exactly is it? There's no way no that way. that's your actual fucking sneeze." And he's and he and he's like, "It is. That's that is." And we had another guy who used to laugh. He used to sneeze, but it would be like, "It's too." But it would be like a two, a two, a two, a two, a two, a two, and he would. His record, I think, was sixteen in a row. Oh, bless him! <laughs> Poor little allergies, bless him! Oh my gosh. Um. So one of the questions that I have actually about the single is, uh, I read that you said that it was based on James Joyce. Uh, like, how did the? In what way? Like, so because um, I've never read James Joyce, by the way. Yeah. My I, only experience with James Joyce is that I had a teacher when I was in college. Who was like, if you ever get stuck on anything, if you ever get writer's block or not writer's block, I'm not a, I'm not a writer, but like a, a creativity block, he goes, read Ulysses by James Joyce. And I remember like in our final year, he said that to me and I was like, Brendan, fuck off, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to sit down and read Ulysses at the moment. I'm stressed out of my brain. <laughs> he goes, it works every time. He's like, no, it doesn't. It is obviously Ulysses is incredible. I'm not de- debating that, but <laughs> it was just, it was one of those frustrating. I, think, my you, I only- think you're debating it. Maybe, you might maybe. be debating it. Do you know, actually, swear to God, the only thing that I've read, that I've actually sat down and read from James Joyce is that when Niall Donnelly was on the podcast, um, he, we read through James Joyce's letters to his wife. Um, have you ever read them? They're disgusting, aren't they're they? So they're filthy. so filthy. They're so filthy. They and, ca- they're kind of like a bit farting stuff. They're about farting they? and his, he, he loves to smell her like uh, dirty pillows and all this kind of carrot. And it's like, it's, it's... Same it's, though. It's really... Like, hey, we don't kink shame. No, I'm not kink shaming. We, I'm just we saying, kink ask questions. It's just one of those things. It was like, and I was, I was saying it to Niall as well. It's just one of those things like, you know, you ha- everybody has this opinion of James Joyce as like this, you know, kind of bourgeoisie almost of Dublin uh, culture. And yeah. like, 
he was fart master flex. He was a complete alcoholic. And yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah, like uh, not. You probably wouldn't want to know him. Oh, basically, no, not at all. Say what William Wordsworth. I've said. I said it on Osmond, but I'll say it again because it's a great story. Is that William Wordsworth had an obsession with uh, going around fighting everybody. So when he and James Joyce would go drinking together, James Joyce would get absolutely hammered, start a fight with somebody, and then he'd basically go, uh, "No, Wordsworth." Hemingway, Ernest Hemingway. Sorry, Wordsworth was long dead by then. But he would go, uh, he'd go, Ernest. And Ernest Hemingway would just come in and just box the guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like what we do. Yeah, supposedly, yeah. You're like, Colleen. And I'm like, what about <laughs> Colleen has knocked the shit out of some lads like three times their size as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Every time. You see me at Fibbers, I'll beat you up. Oh, like, yeah. Don't go yeah. near those. De- don't request uh, Despacito. No. <laughs> I'm five foot three, but I will fuck you up. So you were asking about James Joyce. Yes, I was. So um, I had read a poem by James Joyce called Night Peace. Okay. Night Peace, which is really beautiful. Um, and yeah, so I wrote um, a song just based off the lyrics and the kind of what I got from Night Peace. I kind of deliberately didn't go into a super intense analysis of what was really meant behind it and everything. Because I I wanted find, to... It changes everything for you. Yeah. It's the worst. Like you hear something and you're just like, this has ruined this for me. Now I know this what it's about. This is like you with the ice cream artwork and you're like, oh wait, it's about Jesus. I yeah. didn't mean that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was great. similar energy, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, well, funny thing, actually, when I first wrote Ascend, it did have slightly different lyrics. I slightly almost simplified. The lyrics were very dark okay. when I first wrote them. Not like, you know, not like graphic or anything, but dark in the sense that, like, they were kind of more directly based off the poem. Okay. Um, and I just made them, a, like, slightly more relatable when I released it. So um, the... Yeah, I don't want to, like, ruin the song. Oh, my God. But there was, there was parts that maybe, like, made a whole lot less sense unless you knew the poem. Okay, so I kind yeah, of okay. broadened the lyrical, I guess, spice a little bit, who knows. Um, but yeah, I just made it a bit more accessible and tried to make the song have more of a general storyline. And so people could kind of draw their own meaning from it yeah, yeah. rather than being like, that is written about night piece and that's the entire meaning behind it. Yeah, I sense. get what you mean, yeah. Um, but yeah, Joyce is the man. It's like, it's it's uh, one of those, like I remember, um, the, do you ever hear of a band called Big Brave? No. So they're like, a, I think they're Native American. They're a doom metal band from the States. They're f- fantastic. They're, this female singer just has like this really kind of like, like, it's like a voice that could be for pop music, if that makes sense, but singing with these kind of just, but I found out that like uh, recently that some of the lyrics for their latest album were from a poem. And and then I found out the meaning of the poem. And I was like, oh, this has changed everything about the song for me. Like it's, it's Did it make it better? Or make it, worse? Uh, it made one song better. There was one song that she has, which was about, um, I can't remember the poem that she was using, but the song was about people who dye their skin, mm-hmm. uh, bleach their skin mm-hmm. and how she's opposed to that, which, cause it's like, she's like, it's, you know, you're being racist to yourself almost, uh, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. But it was based on a poem that made it better. But other ones was kind of like, ah, I, mm. like it is, it is literally the poem. But in a doom metal thing, yeah. they're still an amazing band. I would highly recommend them. But I don't like. I don't. I used to, when I was like sixteen or seventeen. I used to literally go into interviews and go like, "What is this song about?" Like, even, like it was as cryptic as the song could be. I was like, "What is it about?" And then you get the meaning. And you're like, "Fuck! That's not what I thought it was about at all." <laughs> <laughs> and I was changed everything for me. I'm trying to think of some good examples actually. Well, on a kind of a weird tangent to that, do you know? Um, have you ever had kind of like misheard lyrics that ruin the song for you? Oh yeah, like the Mandela effect, where you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mandela, Mandela, sorry, yeah, like Nelson Mandela. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was <laughs> the one that like really messed me up, right? Is that um, you know, uh, "Best of You" by Foo Fighters? Yeah, I got another confession to me. There's one part where it's um, he goes. Were you born to resist? Born to resist. But it sounds like he says, will you boner his ass? (laughs) 
and I can never unhear it. And I play that song at gigs all the time. Play at Wheelands, play at Fibbers, play everywhere. And all I'm like, will you boner is it? I'm like, will you? There's there's two that I know of with similar. There's one that so many posts don't ever leave. If you really love a song, don't ever read the YouTube comments to it <laughs> because people will change. The there's one that's like, it's like um, from Chelsea Smile by Bring the Horizon. It's like, mm. it's like I need ketchup. <laughs> and, and, and it's, I can't unhear it. But the best one that I've heard of that was, and it's with my mum. And my mum went thinking that... What's so, your mum's name? Fiona. Fiona. So right. Fiona. My Fiona here. Uh, she went on... So she used to... She loved Bon Jovi, was obsessed with Bon Jovi when she was younger. And uh, no, she still likes them. Bon Jovi are great. But um, you ever seen them live, actually? Yeah. They're so Last good they live. Here, yeah, yeah. They're so good live. Not their recent performance, but um, <laughs> which was which was plastered all over news sites. But um, unfortunately. But um, what was it? Uh, so... What's the song? Johnny used to... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, we got a hold... Living on a Prayer. So, Living on a Prayer. She loved that song. And when she was over in London, bear in mind, the song had probably been out for about mm, 20 years at this point. Maybe 15 or whatever. It'd been out a while. So, mum was that. She's living in London and uh, my uh, auntie's uh, boyfriend at the time. So, she was singing. She goes, uh, goes, Johnny used to work on the dart. And, uh, And, like, the whole room went, What? (laughs) on <laughs> the dart and, she's, and she goes she goes used to work on the dart and they're like it's not dart Fiona and she goes is Bon Jovi not Irish and they're like how the fuck are Bon Jovi Irish <laughs> they're like the most American band they're like one of the most American metal hair metal bands going if you look at the video like, I was like how what do you think that but he works on the dart but he works on the dart of course yes. yeah yeah I was like, <laughs> but yeah, obviously Ray the American or Stones, do you think Oh, good question, actually. He did. I think they're from Host Junction. I would have to assume. It, mm. Host Junction. Yeah, I'd say they're... Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't... Don't, I don't need think, they're, not, they're not Bray, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she thought that... And she was, you know, we got a whole... And they're like, you don't know the lyrics to any of this shit. <laughs> I can't believe she thought they were Irish. Yeah, that's... She just didn't... She, but she she thought they were Irish because of the Dark. misinterpretation okay, of the yeah, lyric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I found that so funny the first time I heard it. And every time we, every time it comes on... We're always like, Johnny used to work on the dart. And she goes, hi, you're very funny. <laughs> I wish everyone could see the face you're making right now. <laughs> the, other one, the other one that she had was she she rang up my mum. And do you know, uh, I think it was Keshk or something like that. She rang up her mum, my granny. And uh, she was like, um, oh, yeah, the food was lovely. It's uh, And uh, granny was like, what type of food is it? And she goes, lesbian food. Lesbian food. And I was like, it's Lebanese food, <laughs> mum. <laughs> lesbian food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're at the part of the podcast where we do the quick fire questions. So don't be too daunted by them. You can spend as much time as you want on them. Ugh. But uh, <laughs> don't know what that was. Do you know when I go when I go back and listen to the audio and like in my head I sound like perfectly clear and concise. Oh yeah. But then you listen, she's like, you jumbled that whole sentence up in your head. I don't know how that happened. I think we, we both have a very similar style of speech where we very speak fast. really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, I've had, obviously Irish people are known for speaking fast, but I've like, you know, when I teach little kids, I remember one time I was like, does anyone have any questions? Hand goes up. Yeah, go ahead. Why do you talk so fast? <laughs> so, no big deal. So, but it's, you know, it's funny you say that because a friend of mine now is going out with a group, he's going out with, Span- he's not going out with a group of Spanish girls. He's going out with one Spanish girl <laughs> who was a friend of uh, Spanish people. But when we first started hanging out, he was like, now speak slowly, Barrett, because, mm-hmm. you know, their English isn't fantastic. And I, the drunker that I got, the more I forgot that that was, I was meant to do that. And then the next day he was like, Jesus Christ. He goes, what? He goes, you were speaking faster than ever by the end of it. He goes, what was going <laughs> No, I do that as well. I kind of think you would think drunk, like being drunk slows people down. 
No. I just talk faster and faster <laughs> the more drunk I get. It's so bad. But uh, so the first question is, uh, what was the first and last album you bought? So bought is a strong word. That's all I'm going to say. Downloaded. <laughs> Streamed. Yes. Streamed. Yeah. We'll do right. That. The first album. No. Okay. The first album I did actually buy was an album by Cascada. I can't remember. Because every time we touch. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't actually remember whether that was like, you know, what whether it was every time we touch. But like, I, I would have been very young, and I remember because I remember the being in the super value it was in it, seeing it, being like, I want that. I bought it for myself. So you must have always had an interest in electronic music then. Was it or did you just lean towards it later on? I think it, no, it was just I think it was just that it was Cascada. Okay, and fine. I was whatever I don't know how old it was. I was associated. Uh, well, I was associated with Cascada. This is this is this might say how old her stuff is. Is that um, whenever I went to a fair in Dingle, when you were on kind of like the bumper cars and stuff, it was always Cascada. Oh, of was course, playing, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like twenty years ago. Mm, no, yeah. not twenty. That would have been seven then. Fifteen years ago, maybe. Or maybe actually no, my no, twenty. Might have been 20 yeah. yeah, I think it was like twenty years she ago. She had such a good career. She's been for years. She's like, a queen, goddess. Yeah. We love her. What does um, she do now? Do you know actually? She represented Germany in Eurovision a couple years. No, ago. No, she did not. Yeah. Did she actually? Oh wow, I have to watch that footage. Uh, Eurovision. She was class. Um, and most recent album, um, I've had uh, a band called Caskets. They're um, a band from Leeds who we saw live in Slam Dunk who were amazing. Um, oh my god, I'm so jealous you went to that by the way. It, it looked amazing. The lineup was fucking incredible. Oh, I'd love to, I don't know why I didn't go. I'd love to have gone to it. Yeah, we've gone the uh, what you got there. Carpacky. <laughs> Carpacky, no big deal. Um, They've reduced the size of the can. Have they? It's no longer 500 mils, it's 440. Is that because Cheeky of the bastards. price here? Yeah, 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 so they can still say it's 7 euro. Well, I mean, well, Dutch Gold reduced its percentage. It's now three point three. What's the point? Drink. It tastes like piss. What's the point of drinking it then? Like, um, but yeah, no. So caskets. Um, I've had their. They've released one album, Band from Leeds. Um, Wait, I've had that album literally on repeat, and they're unbelievable. And then like even um, I tagged them on Instagram when we saw. I took a video when we saw them, and they like they're quite like they're small enough to have replied to me and say thank you for coming. Yeah, that's the nice thing. Yeah, so they're like they're gonna be kind of like Amity Affliction a few in a few years. You know what I mean? They're gonna do quite well, I'd say. Um, so yeah, do you know what I actually only learned today I'm pretty sure I didn't learn I, I just put it together that Amity is this is the town in Jaws hmm this, the town Amity yeah. I think is, is in Jaws the town I think is called Amity I might be wrong so today I was like that's where they get their name now this complete, could be complete fake news I don't know but <laughs> fake news doesn't isn't Amity like you know like like it's like you like isn't Amity like an emotion or something well, why is the town called Amity we can google it yeah will, will I the f- ruin this podcast by the listeners will love this segment <laughs> hope you don't mind me googling fact right checking now. yourself <laughs> I'm gonna fact check I'm gonna the, f- the funny thing is actually with the fact checking thing was um, when I was doing the thing with Jamie where I go on the, the modern art thing with him and show yeah. him stuff I was saying all this stuff and then when I was going through it when I was editing we recorded it a year ago and for some reason it just never got released but um, I was going through it and I was just like that's not true that's not true. So in the video, I have to have these pop-ups every time I say something, just go, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. <laughs> so Amity, the definition of Amity is friendly relations. So if we have Amity between us, we have an Amitus relationship? I'm still going to go with Jaws. I think I'm that's, right. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> Amity means friendship. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen Amity Fiction Live? Oh yeah, we've seen They're them like six so times. so good. We saw them in Ireland, in the UK and in Holland. They were one band that when I saw them live, I was very surprised with just how solid they were. Like, because mm. um, I saw them at a festival, I was like, fuck me. And the other one was, um, I remember seeing Miss May I live. Oh, wow. And I was just like, uh, and they were, they were main stage at Download Festival actually. And I, for some bizarre reason, they're one of these bands, like I was very much involved in that scene when I was younger. Like mm-hmm. I really liked all that style of music. But for some reason, Miss May I, one of these bands that just escaped me. 
And then when I saw them live, I was like, holy shit, where have these guys been my whole life? It's really satisfying when a band that you like, you know, you get bullied for in school turned out to be really good. You know? yeah. Well, yeah, but and I was only thinking this on the way over because we would have had the same, like, uh, say, I would imagine we'd have the same music taste when mm-hmm. we were that yeah. age. Is that like, I remember it was one of these things that like people would bully you for it, but even, and then they would listen to it and they go, actually, this is pretty good. And one of the ones was like, I remember being like, you know, I remember attending like Wes or something like that. Attending Wes. Wes. I went to Wes and something. You know like, what's funny? We probably kissed at Wes once. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I guess so many lads. I guess every lad of Wes. Just saying. Like, I was anyway. a bit of a dirt bird at Wes as well. <laughs> but um, the good old days. But um, what was it? I remember like uh, people used to just go like, oh, Barra probably slits his wrist because he listens to the music. I was like, oh, like horrible, oh, horrible, yeah. horrible things. Literally, like I remember like um, people would write on my homework journal, like they'd draw a picture of me and, and just write a speech bubble saying, I like to cut myself. Oh, and I'm like, gee, like, like you wouldn't even dream of saying that. Back in the day, it was like, that was... You yeah, know, it was a normal was thing. Like, to, and then the other one was like, uh, I remember... Uh, girl coming up to me and she was like uh, oh so you don't wear eyeliner I was like what and she's like uh, I heard that you wear eyeliner I was like where did you get that from I don't even have dark uh, eyelashes like where? but also like shock horror <laughs> yeah and, and I was just like wait what the fuck but like uh, I remember um, there was one guy beside me in computer class and he was singing Teenagers by My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. and he was like just to himself he goes you know he's like teenager and just singing to himself while he was working away I was like oh so you like Michael McCrummins and he goes no I fucking hate that man a bunch of emo slit in the wrist and I was just like <laughs> I was like why are you singing one of their songs then and he goes is that them and I was like oh my god like you don't even you're not even aware mm. of what's going on yeah but, no uh, it's so real they're like you know they'd be like um like, apparently like one thing that people like one like I don't know it's like a term like a bad term you get called mushers like I got called like girl who cuts herself like yeah. <laughs> because I liked I don't know I was never I was never being my chem fan but I liked Ed Shikari I liked Paramore when I was like 14 and yeah, it was like, oh, so you, you cut yourself. I was yeah, like, yeah. Not, not at that Re- point. Really, really <laughs> no, years later. Cut that out. When life got too hard. Yeah. But um, no, uh, no, it was ridiculous. Like in some of the things like people like, you used to get these random things made up about you. And and then mm. not to shit on anybody's music taste because I hate doing that. But like you'd find people shitting that would shit on your music taste are the type of people that like, their favorite artist was Bass Hunter and you're just yeah. like you know you know or people who just weren't into music yeah and you're just like you're just like like why do you why do you why do you have to like I was I wasn't bullied per se do you know but I did have these kind of things that really fucking annoyed me mm. about that kind of stuff and people were kind of like ah like I loved Papa Roach and people mm. were like because Papa Roach are you look at them now and you're like they are a ridiculous looking band <laughs> like they, like the lead singer's name is Jacoby Shaddix and he he does look ridiculous you know that show Scarred that he hosts yeah yeah so I remember like so Scarred have you seen the photo of me by the way no, of when I was 16 I used to do my oh hair my like him find it while I yeah, tell you this okay, I need yeah, to yeah. see this so um, Jacoby Shaddix lead singer Papa Roach there was a show on MTV years ago called Scarred and it was yeah, like it was basically gross. it was grim it was yeah. basically skateboarding fails but it was hosted by Jacoby Shaddix so dark. it was on like 2pm as oh, well and there were horrific and things you like... can watch it on YouTube now but the thing about Jacoby Shaddix is this man has clearly never been on a skateboard you can tell he's yo never... bro this guy yeah. f- <laughs> it's off the chain yeah. uh, but I remember, like all the comments on YouTube do you say and stuff like who is this fucking douchebag <laughs> <laughs> who has nothing to do with skateboarding like Oh, I loved him so much. Like, I was, I genuinely was obsessed with him. Uh, where so is the So, you copied his style, did you? I copied you? his hairstyle, for sure. There's one photo of it. <laughs> Can this be the, like, title photo of the um, Well, normally podcast? I do a painting of anybody that's on. A painting? Yeah, have you not seen the cover photos? You Wait, hang on, you paint those? Well, they're, di- they're digital co- paintings, but yeah, oh like, they, they, they take a while, like, but the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Mm. <laughs> 
Why, do you think I put it through like a filter or something? I don't know, but just for everyone at home, I'm literally eating noodles right now, hence why I'm like... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I have I have a photo of myself when I was 15. I will say I look the fucking same as I do now. You know? um, I mean, I'm like skinnier and paler, I think, but you know, I'm kind of the same. Mm. But like, I think what you should do is paint a photo of us side by side. Oh, yeah, where we're I mean, both like 15 and emo. Yeah, right? that'd be nice. <laughs> maybe when we're both 27 and emo, who knows? <laughs> I had no emo mates. I was the only one. I remember, oh, yeah, no, I was the exact same, and mm. no, but, and, like, you'd be kind of, like, uh, with, with, I kind of moved friend group after, like, six or 17, mm-hmm. and kind of then, like, what the current friends were like, so, uh, have you ever listened to Book Cherry? And they're like, I love Book Cherry! Like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're, you knew Mikey from... I did know Mikey from Black Rock. I don't know him anymore. We don't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, for context, um, shall we tell the people who Mikey is? Yeah, he's this real piece of shit. He's a, <laughs> he's, a, he's a lovely dude that I went to school with and he happens to be your boyfriend. Yes, and we happen to have been together for five and a half years. He's a great lad. He's actually a big dirty metal guitarist. But yeah, you he guys is, were yes. friends in school because you both were big emos. Well, like you were adult emos then. You were like 17 or something. Like yeah, like I still get called an emo every so often. I was like, it's, oh, was, I was like, it's metalhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to emo anymore. Oh, you know what I say? Um, senior citizen. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you know, scene, you know. Why isn't that caught on? Senior citizen. I like to say that. I could just describe this so well. Yeah, Mikey was one of those guys that, like, I wasn't aware that he was into that music for ages, and then suddenly I saw a video of him playing guitar, and I was like, wait, what the fuck? He's the most wildly underrated musician I know. Very, very, very talented guitarist. Uh, so, oh, the next question is, if you could collab with anybody, alive or dead, who would it be? Denise Twyla. Who is that? So Denise is, she's a pretty big Irish artist at the minute. See, this is, this keeps happening. Do you want like, to rewind and we can like... No, no, okay no, 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 no. I'll be honest. Uh, it keeps happening where I have, you know, Irish artists on mm-hmm. and they'll say an Irish artist. I'm like, I don't know them. And then and it's just like, how do you not know that? And it's like, I, there's so fucking many of them. Well, yeah, Denise, like, so I, me and her knew each other in school. We're actually really good friends in school. We were a year apart, but we used to like be in the musicals together. So when we were in school, she played Juliet and she played Anne Frank. And she got like Anne a, Frank. Yeah, what's with the Duke? Wow, <laughs> no one needs to know. But yeah, she played like she was amazing, amazing actress. She's just an amazing artist overall. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, a few years ago, she started releasing her own stuff, kind of hip hop stuff, um, and it's amazing. And I just saw her recently. I was with um, in Orte the other day with um, hmm? uh, so you know James Vincent Morrow, good lad. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, his uh, keys player Theodora. Theo, Theo Byrne, whatever you call her. Um, she has a group of like 10, 12, 15 of us who do, um, she does choral stuff with us. So she arranges choir parts for us. Oh, wow, okay. And we've done stuff for like Lisa Hannigan, Maria Kelly, whatever. Um, but yeah, so she brought us to Orte uh, to, to sing for their new show, Main Stage. Um, and Denise was there. And I was like, oh, she's saying that she won't remember me. But then she <laughs> she yelled my name across the car park. And I was like, oh my God, she actually remembers me. Um, but yeah, she's amazing. She opened for Ed Sheeran um, last time he was here. And she, she has Fuck. a song released with Ed Sheeran. Okay. Like they, there is a song on Spotify which is Ed Sheeran featuring Denise Tyler. I need and to like, do some homework. I actually really like Ed Sheeran as well. I a good lot. Yeah, I good like lot. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't obviously. I'm like I don't, I'm not a super fan of his music, mm. but he does have. Do you ever hear that song he has with Stormzy, "Take Me Back to London"? And his no. H on it. Oh, I love that song so much. Class. <laughs> yeah. No, he's good. I like Ed Sheeran. Oh, he's yeah. a good lot. My yeah, like, brother did... mindlessly hates him. For I think a lot of people bizarre. irrationally hate him. I was like, have you ever actually sat down and listened to him? And he goes, No, I wouldn't listen to that shit. And you're just like. 
then you can't hate a guy like if you don't you don't know him <laughs> I, uh, I I was DJing recently and I played him you know that song he has a song Bad Habits yeah he released a version with Bring Me Horizon basically the emo version right where it's the two of them you're shy you never heard this <laughs> it's the two of them doing a duet and it's 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 really good like it's not as heavy as you'd like it to be but it's still obviously very commercial yeah. um, but I played that at Sabo because Sabo is a metal emo thing yeah um, and one girl held up her phone to me and her phone said Ed Sheeran makes me want to die <laughs> And I kind of did get a mix. Some people knew that it was like a Bring Me the Horizon version. Like, oh yeah, cool. Other people were like, absolutely not. No doing? Ed Sheeran allowed. Yeah. yeah. And, but yeah, Denise uh, Tyler. I feel Queen. like Ed Sheeran's one of those guys who gets way too much hate. Like, that's oh, just yeah. undeserved. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Fair enough. Like, it's the same with, uh, who was the other one? I had people message me going like, uh, people too, message me going like, the, you know, the new Machine Gun Kelly pop punk mm. stuff. And they're like, oh, yeah. have you listened to this shit? And I was just like, yeah, I don't like it. But I'm not sitting there going, oh. <laughs> Open arms. Appropriating pop punk. <laughs> I have mixed feelings. He, his last album, I kind of thought was fire. There were some really good song, pop punk songs on it. But then, and I they think, weren't bad songs. Oh yeah, they, vocally people, he's amazing. But emo girl makes you want to. Oh, no, emo girl's terrible. Emo girl is terrible. It's, you know what's annoying though? Willow is everything in that song. She carries out. You know Will, Willow Smith. Yeah, Willow Smith. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's twenty one, right? So for her, is that all she is? Yeah, but the thing is, MGK is like thirty two. And I'm like, you are no, too old and too gross to be in this. And maybe, yeah. um, I don't want to be rude, but just in the sense of like, he's saying the word emo girl in her black lipstick and her fishnets. It's like, you're clearly singing about women way younger than you, you big pervert. Um, but look, for Willow, it's so, it's going to sound weird, but like, it's so age appropriate. And I'm just like, you know, we need more girls. I mean, you certainly need more black girls. Her mom was in a metal you know? band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, queen. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, Willow, we need more of you in pop punk. I saw a band of Slam Dunk actually called Meet Me at the Altar, which they're amazing. All female band. band as well. um, and I think. Most or all of them are women of color from the states. The most like filthy pop punk ever. They're amazing. I'm like, please give us more of this. <laughs> Too many just white dudes in pop punk. Have you ever? Well, in pop punk, well, like it just even in rock and metal as well. Like, have yeah. you ever listened to Venom Prison? No. So uh, they're a death metal band with like hardcore influences. The female singer Larissa, unbelievable, one of the best uh, death metal bands going. And then the other one is uh, I. I always I don't know how to pronounce it. It's M Y or K U or Micro. Okay. She does like folk metal with a black metal tinge to it. Class. And she's unbelievable. Like when she played in Dublin the last time I saw her, she played in the Tivoli when it was still there. Um, she did a cover of like an Irish folk song, but she's like, she's like, God is uh, nature and all this kind of carry on. Like I think like her, her mic stand was like made out of a tree and all this kind of shit. Pagan she's amazing. Queen. Like that kind of, I love that kind of shit. Like, and um, we just need to see more of it. Yeah. And like I always, I was like, I do love females and heavy metal, and it. But you keep going on about the people are just kind of like, oh, you're only just saying that. I was like, no, because it, it's a fucking different. It's a completely different perspective that we normally get. Like it just adds oh, yeah. a little bit more to it. Have you ever listened to Ginger? I love Ginger. Oh my god. I don't. I still don't understand how like she's so tiny. How her voice comes out of her body. But it's the same yeah. with like it's. I I I remember having this theory when I was drunk again with Zach. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, do you ever think it's like you ever see these women in music? and who have just powerhouse voices like Hayley Williams is a prime example you're one in Gingers and I was like do you ever think it's because they're so small <laughs> that there's not much to travel in the lungs <laughs> and Zach was like that's the stupidest thing I have ever heard <laughs> I think there's something to it I think some small women are strong women yeah you know? strong, women. strong small and strong there's something going on there right what's your next question uh, the next question is oh yeah if you could change anything about the Irish music scene what would it be Oh god. This is the question that people I a lot of people don't really like it, I don't think. <laughs> right, you're gonna have to give me a few minutes. Let me okay, right. So Irish music scene. Okay, one thing that I think would be amazing, right? I remember forever and ever ago, back in the days when people actually used Facebook, there was a poll going around that was um should um Irish radio stations 
have to play as like let's say thirty minimum of thirty percent Irish music. Yeah. And I couldn't believe how many people voted no. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was um like something like sixty percent no. Jesus. Yeah, and I was like, well, I mean, for obviously, of course, not a lot of people listen to radio, but honestly, it's mostly people who aren't that into music who listen to radio because they get into the car and the radio's on. Yeah, they, they just, just put don't something on. Yeah. yeah. Whereas you and I probably get into the car and plug in Spotify. Um, mm. but I was like, well, surely, like Dermot Kennedy's on the radio. Um, everyone, I when I go on like big long drive, I'd be driving all over the place to RD to Carlo to wherever. Um, and Dermot Kennedy is like. Taking he's up on, the whole radio. He's on it all the time. And he, I, I love Dermot Kennedy. Oh my Do gosh, you? his voice just moves me. Yeah, um, you're like really. Yeah. I'm not a fan. We love Dermot Kennedy supremacy, and um, but yeah, like I think if the radio kind of, I mean, like the Irish music industry is strong, and we've got so many good bands that are known worldwide, and I think if kind of we. S- supported our own really good bands and i'm not saying they have to play everyone no matter how good or bad they are yeah but if there was some kind of something in place in the same way they have to um, have a certain amount of irish if there was something in place to be like these are irish artists listen to them once and you will like them but for like a half an hour on the radio you'd only get like you'd you'd get like i think in a half an hour you'd probably get about 10 songs maybe Mm. actually no with ads and stuff but you get about five or six songs that would still be fantastic every day just five or six different bands coming in but like imagine if every third or every fourth song had to be an irish artist yeah that'd be unbelievable and by the way it would make me listen to fucking uh, to the radio because i listen to the radio nowadays and like i am like i love pop music i really do love pop music fan a huge fan of it um but like even the pop music that's been played on the radio drives me crazy i'm like this is just really kind of just like generic you know it's like if you just get an irish bands i feel like are kind of like you know there's so many bands that are kind of pushing that thing just a mm. little bit better yeah that you're just kind of like why don't we just even just a snippet of this and i i remember i like i had a few uh when i was working with a few people and, and my cousins and stuff like that they would kind of just listen to this type of stuff and you're like, well, have you ever tried listening to, like, even something as basic as, like, Grimes? Mm. Do you know that kind of way? Like, you don't hear Grimes on the radio, but you show Grimes and they're like, this is fucking amazing. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Branch out. Do you know, you don't have to listen to Today FM all the time. You can listen to something else. Totally. Like, yeah. But, like, there's also, like, I totally get if people only want to hear pop music. Oh, no, I get that as well, but, but obviously. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying is that, like, there's so much good Irish pop and Irish house. And, like, you know, if you want to listen to Dua Lipa, You'll probably find an if you're if you're a Dua Lipa super fan, you will find an Irish artist who you will also like if you like Dua Lipa. And I think n- no effort is being made to be like, okay, you know, our mo- like let's say FM 104, like right, the artist that we play the people love the most is Justin Bieber, Dua Lipa, X Y Z. Why don't we play? Yeah, why don't we play these Irish artists who are really similar or Billie Eilish as well? There's so like Billie Eilish in particular, I can think of so many Irish artists. Amac. Yeah, Amac. Yeah, yeah. Straight away. Um, Seaman as well yeah I like, the like Taylor, Taylor Mass as well for pop for like pop stuff as shout well. out Taylor we love you I love Taylor I love Taylor so much she's as well yeah she's amazing um, there's so many bands that are artists that if radio stations were like okay right everyone listening loves Dua Lipa why don't we play XYZ yeah there's no excuse to I mean I think if there was it sucks I hate the whole nanny state thing and I hate I don't like the idea of radio stations being told what to do but I don't know it's like there's no chance to give it and I get the radio stations all all they're concerned about is making sure they get more or less than other people which I get and if, if yeah. a radio station let's say one of the big ones decides but they were would do, though they, I don't know would they I think they would I think like it would make me listen to the radio more than putting on Spotify in a car now to be yeah, honest yeah me too yeah then I'm like, I want to hear more Irish metal. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, like, I love Irish metal, but like, it's so dirty and dark that it's you're filthy, kind of like, yeah. you probably couldn't put it on the radio. Yeah. Like, uh, have you? Oh, what, have you ever listened to Unyielding Love? 
No. They're supporting Napalm Death now in, in two weeks' time, and they are... They have one album out, and they have a song on it called Ardent Shroud, which is mm-hmm. the most, like, caustic fucking song I've ever listened to. <laughs> They're great, though, but, like, you can't put that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of some other ones, like Strangers with Guns. Are fin- yeah, actually, you could get Strangers with Guns on the radio, even mm-hmm. though they are very grungy and very heavy. I'm, I'm team Worn Out. I love Worn Out. Oh, worn Out are so good. Unmaker on on as well, Dublin Band. Unmaker are brilliant as well. I, I've said it before, like, I remember asking when I asked Grey Stag to come on the podcast, who are, like easily one of my favorite Irish metal bands I love them that I was so nervous about asking them and then when I asked them they were like yeah yeah well come on and then they came on and I said at the beginning I was like alright lads just to let you know uh, I'm really fucking nervous about uh, doing this and they were just like okay like you have nothing to worry about And I, but for me it was like interviewing Trivium do you know what I mean like it was like <laughs> so great having them on like because they're so fucking good yeah um, and like Zora is another one who are amazing um God Alone. Mm-hmm. Did you ever listen to them? I think so, yeah. They're yeah. fantastic. They have like a bunch of electronic shit going on as well. One of the most talented bands mm. going in the moment. They get their name from a band called Altar of Plagues who are from Cork who are amazing. They're no longer a band. I think the lead singer went off and did EDM or something like that or, or ambient music. Yeah. But they, are, they have a song called Burnt Year, A Burnt Year, okay. which is the most hellish song I have ever heard. But that's what I keep saying. Like Irish heavy metal is unbelievable. Yeah. But you see these bands and you're just like, you see them play the same venues. Not to say it's the worst thing in the world, but you're just like, why the fuck aren't you guys like, huge? like Ten Ton Slug, mm-hmm. do you ever listen to them? Yeah, yeah. They should be fucking enormous. They are like, they have a they have a very big following, but they should be at the front runners of like most festivals. They're so fucking good. Like, yeah. It's like every so often, like about like, let's say Dead Label. Dead Label. Dead Label are fucking amazing. Yeah, like they, they've um, been plucked out to play in the UK a bit, which is amazing, but... There's bands, there's other bands who like definitely have the potential, like Dead Label do, who like haven't quite been, it's just, yeah, it's just, there's so little, there, yeah, every, you're right, every metal band in Ireland plays the same venues because there's not enough places for them to go. That's the other thing, there's not enough venues, it's either mm. Voodoo Lounge, which I fucking hate the Voodoo Lounge because it's so narrow. <laughs> or, Voodoo Lounge or? Well, Fibbers is Fibbers. fantastic. Fibbers is fantastic. Worn Out was great at Fibbers, but like, um, <laughs> there was that guy who kept fucking punching people at the, I was just like leave me alone <laughs> yeah like I am I love a good mosh pit but those people who were just arm swinging I'm like man this yeah. place is tiny karate in the pit and that kind of yeah that's the other thing it's tiny mm. so just you know. elbows in please I love the fact that my friend was, was with me who was like tra- training for Kilimanjaro he was like fuck this just went in and just pushed him and he was yeah. flying across the other side of the room <laughs> to deal with those. I was at a gate recently and there was a lad we were we were seeing electric cowboy in um, a slam dunk electric cowboy cowboy who are they I've never heard they're of them they're like a German kind of like they're like EDM metal amazing You'd love oh, them. They right. all I probably would love them yeah. oh they're great crack but yeah this we were right up at the front wait end. are they the guy that do 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 yeah of do. course no way yeah hyper hyper I'm hyper yeah I was only just listening to that the other day of course you know them I was like you definitely know them there was this oh they were amazing <laughs> did you see them live yeah. oh my god I'd kill to see them live they were the mullets and all that kind of yeah. oh my god I'm so jealous I'm so I'm genuinely incredible. so jealous but yeah there was a lad beside me um, who like I'm 5 foot 3 ish this lad beside me was unbelievably tall like six foot five right like, right unusually tall and like he he had right so how do i explain this so we were standing pretty much side by side right up at the front he had his elbow out at a right angle like his arm oh, like in different. line with his shoulders and i was like man your el- your elbow's at my nose and he, he kept elbowing me in the face and my head kept knocking back and hurt oh, so much Jesus. and i was like man can you put your elbow down um and he was like oh no people keep crowd surfing and other people started saying boy obviously because he was he was knocking me in the face yeah. like and the, i don't know yeah most people have amazing etiquette but like several other people had to grab his elbow and be like, you were knocking her in the mouth. Like, what are you at? Yeah, like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. 
Well, I remember, like, it just, it, it's funny, like, I do love going to metal shows, but, like, I wouldn't be mad for mosh pinning at all. Yeah. And, like, one of the, I remember, um, there was one guy at, actually, it wasn't even a metal gig, it was at Twin Atlantic, weirdly enough, who, if anybody tried to go past him, he would stand in their way, and he was a big dude, like, he was wide, mm-hmm. um, but he would, he would block them. And I got to the point that somebody had to go up to him and go, like, dude, you're standing, yeah. you know, midway. Of course. You're not even going into the front. Why do you yeah. care if people want to go to the front? And and he just would push them. You're just like you're a dickhead. Yeah, but etiquette other- matters. I think there are people who kind of like, I don't, like I said, I love a mosh pit, and I've never, I've never ever felt unsafe at a gig. I remember one time I was moshing at the academy, and um, I got knocked to the ground, and my shoe fell off. Oh um, no! And you I've get, lost a shoe at a gig. It's it the worst. Yeah. No, obviously I've like every time I have been knocked to the ground, it's been like. A gen- like no one punched it picks face, you up, yeah. I was immediately picked up of course but also the entire mosh pit stopped moving I'm pouring a drink here sorry yeah, um, stopped moving so they could find my shoe oh, and that's the lovely. whole mosh pit was like everyone was like stop and they all found the shoe that happened a girl band as well some guy just where he goes lads I've lost my shoe and the whole like the was like I remember when it was like a Vicar Street it was a girl band was so sweaty Gilliband Gilliband now oh, sorry yeah. but they were a girl band at the time um, I um I like I'm very claustrophobic like I can I can barely fly I fucking freak out on planes unless I'm drunk but um which is what normally I go to the airport at but um I nearly passed out at it like I had to leave oh. but um uh what was it uh the uh, this guy just was like I've lost my shoe and the whole crowd mid during the gig just was like <laughs> and then like two songs later just like it comes up like it's fucking Excalibur just going like ooh <laughs> The, but shoe. the worst etiquette that I've ever had at a metal gig uh, one was a lad at Sepultura who kept elbowing people in the face it's always the elbows and uh, I and by the way he was like do you ever see like the Viking dance video like the guy who's like 6 foot 5 and he looks like a Viking and he's built like a tank no. do you ever see that it's a really old YouTube video he looked like him and he was just going around elbowing fucking people and I went in and as I said I'm not big into mosh pitting I, I don't I, it, it, I prefer just to watch the band mm-hmm. and kind of I'm too old for it <laughs> 27 <laughs> But uh, he, I went in and he fucking gave me an elbow straight to the temple, and it, it, and I was so seeing, dangerous. I was seeing stars, and I was like, I actually think I'm concussed. And my friend Owen was like, No, no, you're not concussed. Don't worry. And then after about two minutes, I was like, I'm not concussed. I was mm. just being a bit traumatic. But it was very sore. And then, o- and then Owen went in and yeah. he started moshing, and your man did the same to him. Actually, he punched Owen. He actually went in and he punched Owen. Like so, and like at Sepultura, like most of the audience were these like you know forty or fifty year old metalheads because it's been going for so long, yeah. and they were just like, "What the fuck is this dude doing?" And eventually, the crowd beat the shit out of him. It was the only time in my life I've ever Sweet. condoned violence. I'm like the but, only punches thrown in mosh pits should be to the upper arm. That's it. The only fight I've ever actually yeah. seen at a, at a at a at a metal gig, believe it or not, the only like proper fight was that Martin Manson, and it was during the fight song. Sounds about right. Uh, I've never once seen a fight at a metal gig. Exactly, never. yeah. And uh, like my, my, uh, I've seen my, fights at every other type of gig. Every other gig. Uh, the, the, Not it's, a metal it's gig. All, do you know the ones that you always see? You always see it at the pop gigs. Yeah. And my friend, my my brother went up to see Adele in uh, Belfast. Mm-hmm. He was like, uh, he came back from it. He was like, he's like, I saw the most vicious fight in my entire life. And I was like, at, at, at Adele? And he goes, yeah. yeah. Group of girls, about 18, try to push in front of these 25-year-olds. And they grab their hair and just you know held their hair where they just hit them in the face this kind of shit but the worst etiquette I ever had at a gig was and you know Niall from Monkey I was Mm -hmm. with Niall at at, um, Napalm Death and we went to Whiskey Niall he was Niall Whiskey Niall oh Whiskey Niall sorry I was like was he Niall and I was like yeah he was (laughs) Niall what's that mean but um, we uh, it was the day after Paddy's Day it was a couple of years ago and we, we, we can barely move because it's the Voodoo Lounge. The Voodoo Lounge is one of those gigs that if you don't get there early enough, you're, you're at the very, very back. And myself and I were really drunk. Like, we were very, very drunk. But we, we get to a point where we're kind of, like, stuffed in. 
and Niall's a good view, I have a good view, and we're just enjoying it. And suddenly I just get this like, that's me hitting the table on my back. And so it's just this guy, and I turn around, and it's this guy trying to do the drumming for a Napalm Death song, by the way, which is just blast beats all the time on my back. Right. And I turn around, and but he wasn't even on time. So I like I turned around, and I was just like, what are you doing? Like, don't touch me. And yeah. and he's just like, what? And I was like, I was just like, man, why are you doing that on my back? It's really irritating. Mm-hmm. And he goes, uh, and he was like, oh, sorry, man, sorry. And he was really polite. He's like, I'm sorry. Just, yeah. you know, uh, I, you know, I, I was just, I just really love the song. And I was like, yeah, Grant, just, you know, just don't. Don't touch me. <laughs> just, just don't fucking drum on my back. And he goes, no, he goes, no worries, I won't do it again. So about two songs later, and bear in mind, like Napalm Death songs are like 30 seconds long. So a minute has passed and he starts doing it again. And I turn around and go, dude, come on, can, can man. You, can you not? Can you stop? And he's just like, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but he kind of looked a little bit annoyed that I had said it to him. And then the third time I turned around, I was like, man, seriously, this is ridiculous. And he was just like, he's like, man, I'm trying to enjoy the gig. And I was like, yeah, so am I. And he's and he's just like, you're fucking ruining it for me. I was like, you are ruining it for me. And Niall kind of turned around. And he's like, and he was like, is this a curb your enthusiasm kind of bit? Like, what is going on here? <laughs> and just me going like, stop drumming on my back. And he goes, stop ruining the gig for me. And it kind of like went back. It's this whole. And then we, we 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 moved after that. And I swear to God, I was like, I felt it again on my back. I was like, if this is somebody else, and just it was just. It was just some guy who just happened to just hit my hand like that, and I was okay. like, "Oh, thank God, it's not him." But it was so irritating. But your man did the, the had the 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 gall to react, going like, that is "How dare you uh, You're not like, let me jump?" You're like, "Can you not like touch me?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna touch you." Man. <laughs> Stay still. Yeah. <laughs> I was I said it's not. I was like, "The worst thing." I like, no, I was like, "That must be really annoying." I was like, it is, and the worst thing, he's not even on time. Weird question, right? How tall are you? I'm five eleven. I think. Right, so you're really tall. So I'm not really tall, as we've established. Um, one thing that wrecks my head at gigs is when people take their t-shirt off. Because I hate the t-shirt thing. Because other people's upper back sweat, hair, and acne is in my face. Fix on your face. Yeah. In my face. Like so like I will be, you know, I bad enough that like, you know, other people's elbows is my boob height. I and mean, in case you don't know, getting elbowed in the boob hurts so bad. Or if not my nose height, which is all, which we talked about. I heard the boob um, was very sore to get hit in. Yeah, oh it's yeah, extremely it's very painful. Sore, like yeah. but it has to be if someone punches you directly in the boob or elbows you in the boob it hurts so much. Um, but also just having a stranger LB in the boob, even if it doesn't hurt, is like... Well, it's not nice as a guy even just getting hit in the ch- chest, but like I heard, uh, I heard, I've, I've heard from other women that getting hit in the boob oh, is... Oh yeah, is... like getting hit just in the chest, like higher up yeah, doesn't hurt. Yeah. Getting hit in the boob is so painful. Um, but yeah, like one big thing that happened when we were at Slam Dunk was that we had a heat wave. It was like 22 degrees. And that being in the sun plus being in a crowd, loads of people, loads of lads just took the t-shirts imagine, off. Yeah. And you know, I'm not here to body shame. And I'm not here to be like, you should keep your t-shirt on. But when people, <laughs> when I am forced, when my face is pressed up against your sweaty, hairy back, please keep your t-shirt on. Do you know what I mean? Don't ever go to a skin dread gig. I love skin dread. They do the, That's my jam. They do the Wilhelm shuffle. Oh, amazing. Yeah. It, it, it is clap. But I remember like, uh, I was at a gig and I was, I was at a skin dread gig. And I, at the time I was very self-conscious about my weight. And I, I was just, and everybody was doing it. And I was just like, and my girlfriend at the time was just like, Go on, dude. It's fine. It's like no, I put on a lot of weight recently. And she's like, no, go on, dude. And it's just like no. And then so she, has everyone else. And then she goes, she goes, Barr, look at him. And I just looked at this guy and like really big dude, and he was like fucking just with the jacket and the t-shirt. I was like, Absolutely. all right, if he's okay for it, you know, like body <laughs> just, posy. Just go, but yeah, body posy, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it made me feel fantastic. I was amazed. Mm-hmm. I was uh, Skin Dread, by the way. Like, um, they're not a band that I listen to anymore. I used to be a big fan of them, but they are still a band that if they came to Dublin, I'd happily go In see them because yeah. they're so good live. Yeah. Like they are so good live, and they also they also have a song with Jacoby Shaddix. Uh, weirdly enough, just tying that in there. <laughs> so, oh, I have uh, one more question before we get to the last question. 
So um, who do you think is the most underrated band going? Okay. Can I say an artist or should I say a band? Oh, no. That's, I, I, generalization, just artist, artist or, or band. band. Okay. So um, I have a friend who, I mean... You have a friend? No, I don't have What's... a friend. I made her. I lied. <laughs> so um, my friend Morgan has his kind of artist thing is glass-eyed. And it's just like the most like filthy like... It's like hip hop, trip hop, metal. Oh, class. Glass okay. eyed. I don't know if you know them, but like he, it's just him and he produces, he does everything by himself. Everything? Everything. Yeah. So he does the vocals, he does everything. He's a guitarist as well. He's incredible. But. And uh, he's had, I'm kind of, I'm, I need. I do need to interrogate him about like what's going on behind the scenes and everything. But, um, <laughs> How do you do what you do? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like he has a song called Biohazard and it, his songs, one thing I like is that his songs are really short. And they're very palatable. So if I just said trip hop, hip hop, metal, and you're like, no thanks, it's well, no, like, so groovy. The that works well for me. I love Massive Attack mm. and I love metal. So just well, they're perfect. There, like yeah. it's his stuff is so groovy. And you actually also asked about who I would collab with. He would be someone. He doesn't know I'm saying this. He's gonna be like he's gonna think I'm some <laughs> freak now. Um, but no, his tracks are stellar. Like they're so good, and he's obviously really nice lad as well. So just for the record, uh, Barrett just spilled his drink out himself. Yep. <laughs> Got so excited by Morgan. Um, but yeah, uh, Glass Eyed. <laughs> all one word, Glass Eyed um, on Spotify. is re- He's ridiculous. All right, well, go check him out. Is, I'm assuming he's Irish then, is mm-hmm. he? If you know him, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not that you know, it's like you couldn't possibly know anybody outside Ireland. No, never. No. <laughs> no but yeah, no, he's incredible. So um, for me, in terms of someone being actually, like, so I, we talked about worn, worn Out earlier. I love Worn Out. Yeah, Worn Out are fantastic. But like, they, they're doing pretty well, so I don't want to like... Yeah, they're supporting, actually... Chrome, they're supporting Chrome Mags at the moment, which in terms of like hardcore, you know, music, that's kind of like the cream of the crop. Yeah, it's boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, what's your last question then? Uh, what do you love most about what you do? Oh, God. Oh, wait, actually, no. Well, yeah, no, actually, no, that is the last question, yeah. So, do you mean within Throat Chugger or? Everything. The whole encapsulation of being a musician. Teaching. I love being what, a teacher. Actually, well, yeah, teaching as well, I suppose. Yeah, just what, like, what do you what do you love most about what music brings to your world, I suppose, is kind of the, a very broad question, but that's the way we'll put it. Yeah, I mean, I'm at a position where, you know, I've always said I'm a jack-of-all-trades, master of none, which I stand by, but I actually have, I have no regrets. Like, I was trained as a singer, um, and then I did my undergrad and then my master's, which is all, all in tech, like music production mm. and stuff. Um, but I don't really consider myself to be, like, a genius of one particular thing. But I have no regrets about being a jack of all trades, you know. So, like, I have I have connections in the music music industry who, like, some people would dream of having that connection. Yeah. yeah. But then also, honestly, the relationships I value the most and the kind of, you know, activity that I value the most is teaching. So, um, I thought we talked about BIM and about yeah. how the students I teach absolutely blow my mind with their talent. But then I also teach. Um, I work at Music Generation, so I was up in RD last week, RD in Louth, um, with their youth group, and I just I did a four week DJing course with them. And these kids blew my mind. They were fifteen to seventeen, and some of these kids, um, some of them have issues with school, or like maybe they want to drop out, or you know, it, they some of them are disadvantaged in some way. Some of them aren't, but some of them are disadvantaged in some way. And some of them like were they blew my mind. In four weeks, they became better DJs than I've ever been. Like they're just ridiculous. The talent is just unbelievable. Um, and I only, and I only started DJing when I was like twenty two, yeah. and these kids are incredibly young. Um, and learned it so fast, picked it up so quick. And I'm like, use like I'm like right when you turn eighteen, you're gonna rob all my gigs because they're so good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but like she, my sister like picked up DJing after like a like a year or two, mm-hmm. and she's now doing a fucking gig in Marseille, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Like it's incredible. Um, but yeah, obviously, I would say like out of everything I do genuinely teaching has been for me the most fulfilling like if I had to drop gig if I had to drop like everything except one thing that I did I would keep teaching 
Because really? teaching, I love teaching. And I totally get it's not for everybody or not. Like, it is, because it's hard, obviously. Yeah, it's um, a, I But no, I, yeah, I genuinely do love it. I love the social aspect of it. And, like, I teach, um, I teach privately as well. So I teach singing privately to, um, um, well, my oldest right now is in her 60s. My youngest. Wow. I know, yeah. Shout out Denise, love you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love Denise. Um, and I, the youngest I teach right now is about 11. Um, and all the students I teach right now, they're all, they're all women, all girls. Um, and they're all amazing and they're all so different and I'm just like oh my gosh yeah like, like how do you go about that as a teacher where they bring in kind of like a different not to say like oh here's a soprano and here's a mm. thing but like how how does that work like do you just have to kind of adjust to them after, after like an it, hour or? yeah like I guess what I try to do with all my students is make it 50 50 so okay. I'm just even like my the youngest students I have who are like 10 or 11 I'll kind of say to them like look you pick a song I'll pick a song we'll work, and I'm very much like we're, we're working together here okay mm. and thankfully all the students I have are really receptive I have no difficult students which is great because sometimes you do get difficult students um, and like a lot of it I always say kind of like 80% of teaching singing is very psychological um, yeah, was... and it's not like as I used to teach a lot of piano as well whereas piano is quite literally black and white it's, it's kind of right or it's wrong yeah you either part. play the chords or you don't yeah yeah and like, or the keys yeah, yeah. It's, and like obviously once you get to a certain level you incorporate artistry but for singing it's from very early on it's artistry and you know and I do a huge amount of vowel work my master's thesis was on something called ap- absolute spectral tone color which is the frequencies of <laughs> yeah no no, stop. <laughs> don't get me wrong it was the most boring thesis I've ever written on. it was horrible um but yeah it's about like the like um the spectral analysis of vowels in singing right oh so I'll kind of like have my students like have them sing to their nose and sing from the throat and do all kind of crazy things and it's cool how sometimes it'll take a bit longer but sometimes I have one young girl in particular I can think of um, who I'll give her the most basic instruction and it's amazing she'll sing it once again and it'll be perfect and it's so satisfying like it's really just instant satisfaction would that be considered like perfect pitch? no I see I don't know what per- like, yeah. I, like I had a friend of mine who was obsessed with um, what's your man's name Jason, Jacob, Jacob Collier. Collier yeah of course and like I fucking hate Jacob Collier's music I don't like him at all and I find him really annoying as well yeah. so you go over to his house and be playing music and you know you'd be playing whatever and I, like I'd be like I'd have a and the, the, I always have so I have a rule now that whenever I go over it's like it's a uh, one song per artist and then you move <laughs> on because it used to be just Jacob Collier the whole time and I and like you'd be listening to it and he goes did I ever tell you that he has he has perfect pitch I'm aware he has perfect pitch <laughs> yeah I will say like the Jacob Collier is in fairness is absolutely musical genius however no, I'm aware I that know, he's great but well, just well, what yeah. I'm gonna say is that like you know I know plenty of people with perfect pitch and it does not make you musical genius he just happens to have Perfect pitch and be musical genius but what is it is it you, you can just you just hear things and you're able to just do well do so if I say sing a G sharp and you're able to just sing a G sharp. Yeah. Oh, and vice versa. I could play a G sharp and you could tell me. But can anybody have that? No. No. So okay. you have to be um, either born with it or you can learn it by about the age of five or six. But children oh, with... wow. Okay. Yeah, children with autism have a much higher rate of it. So I've taught loads of kids with autism. And for me, the kids with autism that I've taught, about half of them have had perfect pitch. Wow. Yeah, versus one in 10,000. Um, <sighs> now, like I said, again, <laughs> for a lot of people, perfect pitch really isn't much of an advantage. In fact, it can be kind of annoying for some people. Because um, I would imagine, like, because you have, you know, you have, like, musicians, you have singers like John Davis from Corn, and then you mm-hmm. have, like, Bob Dylan and stuff, who are not technically good singers. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not, you know, like, it probably, they're kind of like, you know, you don't have to have it, but it is one of those things that you just hear, it's like, oh, he's perfect pitch, he goes, oh, he must be amazing. Oh, well, perfect pitch <laughs> has nothing to do with being a good singer. 
Oh, does it not? No. Oh, no, no, no. you can just hit the... Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting no. very handsy here. Yeah, but, uh... I don't know. Like, well, for me, like, um, for, right, so in my case, like, I'm a singer. I teach singing. Yeah. Um, the thing I absolutely struggle with the most is pitch. So my ear, like, I have a very trained ear, and I can tell you, like, I'm not perfect pitch, but I have something called relative pitch, okay. which is as close as you can get to perfect pitch, because, like, if you if you play me a C, I can sing the G or the A above it. Do you know okay, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that can be learned, but, it, you know, whereas perfect pitch, you have to be born with um same but <laughs> i mean you can learn it not too hard um but yeah for me anyway um voc i struggle vocally with my vocal control so um i know that i, I will hear myself slightly going flat i'll go back up and for some people um they struggle with their vowels and their diction and their rhythm but pitch wise will be flawless oh and, okay. but your ear will notice a nasty vowel or like shitty rhythm more so than it will notice tiny imperfections in pitch do you know what i mean yeah so pitch is only like you know maybe 10% of what makes a good singer, I would say. Fuck, okay. Because <laughs> any, well, to think about it, anyone can sing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Well, it's funny, like, I, I remember I auditioned for, like, the Palace Street Choir and all that kind of carry on, and, bef- like, before my voice broke. And bear in mind, like, my voice is quite high, so before my voice broke, it was just... Oh, yeah. All the time. Voice soprano. And then as soon as it broke, it was just like, it was like, no, we don't want you in the choir anymore. I was like, God, God damn it. It is so hard for boys. Like, I used to teach this pair. Now they're just um, more like family friends. I'll shout them out. Craig and Sophia, what's up? Um, but yeah, I, I taught them when they were like, uh, Sophia was 11, Craig was 13. And it's really hard because obviously when a boy's voice breaks, he used to relearn everything. Whereas girls, they can have that yeah, continued trajectory. I could not sing ever again once my <laughs> voice broke. Like, I literally couldn't. It was always that, you know, that like... Uh, our father kind of thing it's, oh, yeah. it was and it was that all the time and Can now you it's that just, give us another one <laughs> and now it's just completely gone i should hire you actually maybe i might get it back yeah i think you should be a soprano again <laughs> is that oh soprano is high is it yeah for some reason just because of the, just because of the show i always thought it was that it was the baritone type of thing anyway but um <laughs> just because of the show but um yeah no it, and like as soon as it broke my like i remember my music teacher just go <laughs> that is it's such gone a thing. yeah I know so many lads who they were you know they spent their lives aged kind of 6 to 13 in choirs and then it just ended when their voice broke I'm like that's terrible do you know I actually swear to god right I remember when I was in scouts um, I, I had this group of friends that always found me really funny because of how high my voice was and then when it broke and bear in mind it's still very high Oh, you feel like an average voice. Yeah, like, oh. but uh, when, it, when it came back after, after summer when it broke they were just like oh what your voice has changed and I was like yeah and they are just like Oh, and after like an hour of hanging out with them, they're like, you're not as funny anymore. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> a gentle roast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you have any more questions? No, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Can I ask you questions now? Yeah, if you want. Okay, great. No one's ever done this before. So, um, if you, <laughs> question for Barra. If you could do artwork or graphic design for one art, one Irish artist, who would it be? Oh, fuck. Oh, God. One Irish artist. See, I've never got to design for a metal band before, but I also think I'd be terrible at it. I really think I'd be really bad it at it. It has to be unreadable. Well, it's not even, that's the logo design. <laughs> but like, I just feel, I would feel uncomfortable doing a photo of somebody, you know, fucking being hung over and then, or pulled apart by horses or some shit like that. Like with the normal <laughs> artwork that goes with black, with metal. I don't think I'd be good at it because like most of my artwork always, I have to have the cover pink in it. If anybody goes to my Instagram, oh, yeah. they'll notice that pink is in everything. So if I was to do an um an an art album cover for anybody irish artist who would it be oh do you know actually genuinely it'd be amac 
Yeah, that's who it would be. Have you had I, any contact with him? No, I don't know her at all. And the funny thing was, uh, when Seba Safe was on, um, I actually said to him, I was like, I was listening to AMAC for ages because she came up on a Grimes radio and she plays the exact type of music that I fucking go crazy for. And I didn't realize that she was from Ireland for ages when until I looked up a live video of her and she was on the Late Late Show. I was like, that's cool. She made it to the Late Late Show. That's amazing. And then I was just like, wait a minute. Because Why is she on the Late Late Show? I was like, of all things. And then I was like, oh my God. And the other one was, I remember watching the video for a new friend. And I was like, that looks like, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily look like Dublin, but it looks Irish. And then yeah. it turns out she's Irish. But yeah, that's who it would be. All right. All right, Mikey. Will we? Oh, Mikey, come make a cameo. We make a cameo, yeah. yeah. No, I'm good. I no. So, <laughs> so um, just fun fact: Barry and I um have a mutual friend. Hello. This is Mikey, Mikey Brown, the man himself. Um, so what's your relationship? Oh, I don't like him at all. Now, to be honest, it's been. <laughs> I mean, like you know, going to school together. We went to school together for what was it? How long were we in school together? Like how long was school? <laughs> Most of my life, I think. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Six years. And now, six years. And right years. now, Bara is in mine and Mikey's flat, sitting on our couch, because <laughs> Mikey and I are betrothed. No, we're not betrothed. We're together. <laughs> he starts sweating. Wish- <laughs> sorry, wishful thinking on my part. Did I already do that? <laughs> sorry, no. Wishful thinking. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, I remember Bara knowing who Three Days Grace was back in the day. Yes. I was, like, <laughs> I, I, was, I, was say, I was only saying. I said it earlier. There's like I remember. Um, I like I knew you like rock music, but there was I remember seeing you play guitar for the first time. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Where is he keeping that secret? Like, <laughs> I know I'm so mad about this. Like, you guys were friends with each other. I had like other friends were into metal. When I was in school, I had I had like three friends in general, but I had no friends who were into anything heavy or were even into music. Do you oh, know, there was, a few, there was a few in Black Rock that liked metal. Like, like uh, we, we can't name their names now, but like oh, we can say the first own was Owen yeah was, own was yeah. yeah no but like other own glasses own yeah. are you fucking serious <laughs> he was like the he was into the heaviest fucking shit going like uh, I nerded out about video games too much oh I yeah, yeah. Realized that <laughs> <laughs> so you had loads of friends and I had no friends I get it never big uh, big Rammstein fan uh, you know, past me. That's actually yeah, that's, that's it. You know what? I hate the English version of that because it I've depends. never heard the English. It's version. just it's just you have me, you hate me. But that annoys is me. Is that because, what it means? Well, because oh. du ha, du hast means in German both you have and you hate, which is the whole point of the song. Oh, okay. So doing it in a language other than German doesn't make any sense because the idea is you, you don't know whether it's you have. Do you ever say they won? Uh, they won the Krang Award for most inspirational band. And their speech was, I don't know how we're inspirational when the ger- when the lyrics are all in German, but thank you. And then they just left the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you all understand. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, it's been amazing. Thank you very much for having me. I as wish well, you could all hug, hug Barra with me. Because we're going to hug in a minute. We'll hug afterwards. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been, absolutely, it's been a pleasure having me over at your house. But uh, that's been fantastic. I had so much fun. Thank you so Glad. much. Great to hear it. Thank you so much. Oh, oh actually, before we leave, uh, where can everybody find you? Um, Instagram, at Throat Sugar, all one word. Throat Sugar, all one word. Uh, Twitter, I think, at Throat Sugar, I or E. Um, I think Facebook, I mean, I only use Instagram, I'm not going to lie. I think I have a TikTok as well that I don't use. Throat Sugar, all one word, Instagram. Awesome. All right, well, thank you very much. Thanks.